you know, we're, we're trying to really accurately model soft robots. We're trying to model, come up with models for soft materials. So we're kind of doing what we're, we know how to do. Um, but it's clearly a much more difficult problem, right, than to, than to model steel uh, parts, uh, because steel is very stiff. And uh, the question is, do we actually really need it? Right? And my feeling is that we don't. My feeling is that we need to model not the f soft body itself, but we need to, to, to model the task success relevant aspects of the interaction. Right? And, and now you could, you could respond, well, from, from the traditional robotics perspective, well, yeah, that's just a physical simulation. If I super accurately represent uh, the soft material and I super accurately represent the environment and I can simulate the interactions, then, Oliver, I will have exactly what you're asking for. And that would be true if it were possible to do that. Right, but the, the the problem is that we we don't know what exactly which phenomena to simulate. We will never have accurate models. Uh, we will never have really you know accurate physics in in some meaningful way um, that that is accurate enough and and responds to um, co corresponds to what we need. And and here here's a brief argument why I believe this to be the case. So so if you take a block of let's say silicon rubber. Uh, and you want to simulate that accurately, we can try to come up either with approximate models that say, you know, I'm going to represent it as a point with certain extensions and I'm going to make, you know, st great abstractions that obviously already, you know, we're out of the game. We've, we've lost the ability to super accurately simulate the interaction with the world because we're not really representing our robot correctly. And then the alternative is, you know, that, that these are the two alternatives we know right now are kind of um, discretization-based models, like finite element methods, where we have to, again, we, you know, we, we could say we pick a discretization that's very small, and so we get some accurate, and, and finite element methods are very accurate, right, and very, very useful. <clears throat> but my point is the computational argument, uh, the computational paradigm of material, I can, I can get two kilometer cube uh, silicon, uh, you know, material, and all the computation will will happen at the same speed as if I had a very small cube. But if I want to simulate this at the same accuracy, then I can't do it with FEM because you know uh, two kilometers is huge. I have so many so many elements in my mesh that I cannot simulate it. So so this goes to the to to show that the computational paradigm of material and the computational paradigm of digital computation are fundamentally different and cannot solve the same problems with the same ease. So if we're trying to simulate the body, then we're ignoring this. We're saying, oh, I can use digital computation to just emulate this additional computational paradigm. Well, nobody would say that about quantum computation. right? Sure, I mean, in principle, you can factorize a large number with Turing with a Turing machine, you just would have to have billions of years of time, right? So that's not very practical. And, and this is also why I'm saying it's not practical for us to take digital computation and to simulate the body in this way, right? So, so we need to understand something much more fundamental before we can think about simulation because we won't be able to simulate all of physics. 
we only can simulate the physics that is relevant to the task and that is the key right how do we get to that well we got to try this and we're going to try that and we're going to learn this new representation right it's not a geometric representation that really presents the shape it's something that represents interactions in a, in a context of a task and honestly i don't know what that is but but that's i think what we need